Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Rob Veris, Burbank Sports Cards. We're going to talk about 2021, but first, thanks, sponsors. We've got uh, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, <laughs> but also Mike Stadium Sport Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, and Tops Panini and Upper Deck. So, welcome, Rob. We go back a long way, and uh, I think we're both looking forward to 2021. 2020 was great in so many respects, not in every respect, because it's really tough for some of my friends and, and I've lost some friends from mm -hmm. that. But 2021, hopefully we're going to have better health systemically for our nation and the world and continuing the health of this hobby that we both love. Welcome, Rob. What is your prognosis for 2021? Good to see you, Jim. Love being here and just love having a conversation with you. 2021 is going to be different, I believe, than 2020. We've learned a lot and we're doing this really for the most part without card shows. We're doing this for the most part, with hobby shops that are limited in what they can do. And we've had our arms tied behind our backs, and we've still grown to a level that's unprecedented. If you would have told me in March of 2020, when we went dark for 10 weeks, where we'd be looking at right now, I would just say that's just crazy talk. But here we are about to enter 2021, and my mind is spinning. What's next? And to say I'm excited is just an understatement. Just the sheer amount of traffic hitting hobby shops right now, unprecedented. Are they going to go away just because the calendar flips to 2021? Nah, I really don't see it. We've really, you know, taken our brand next level. And we've always wanted to be a scalable destination that goes beyond just our showroom. Because if Burbank says, we're going to have a card show, or we're going to have a trade night, and it's going to be in a big hall, that's a tremendous opportunity for us. Something that if we did it right now, literally, my advertising is just going on Instagram. And that's all I need. And we'd have people flying from everywhere. And I'm like, I can't do any of these things I want to do. I can't run promotions, Jim. I look at 2021 and my hands are still tied. So how much better will it be? I don't see a limit to it right now. I, I don't want to get into any bickering about Texas versus California, but how much of that is the state you're in and how much of that is the mood or the situation with your employee team? It's the state. It's the restrictions. It's government. It's LA County. It's no joke here, though. It's not good. And um, so we need to be careful. At any given time, we can have five to 10 people outside our store waiting to get in. Lines half the day um, to get in. And again, our hands are tied. And I don't see that letting up anytime soon. I would be surprised if we didn't have another shutdown here. I'm just thankful for being open right now. If I got somebody from the Dallas Business Chamber of Commerce to contact you and make you an offer you couldn't refuse to relocate your business to Dallas, Texas, what would it take? Um, I could have sworn I had this offer from... Dude, we, we talked about this 20 years ago. Jim. I know. I'm going to make another run at it. <laughs> yeah, my name's the card father. <laughs> card father's in. It's the card mother that you need to convince on such a thing. But no, our local business here, the clientele we've created here, no, nah, I don't think I'd move anywhere. I don't think that's even an option. Although real estate would be cheaper there, but no, nah, we're not moving. Taxes. Uh, it, it, yeah, there's that. An awful lot of California companies moving to Texas. Yeah, this is true, but they don't have the card, mother. <laughs> As I found out quickly from our last conversation, we're not going anywhere. So you've always had a virtual presence and increasingly a local presence. You mentioned Ryan really understanding that's the, the, the right mix, the optimal mix. But are you having any trouble replenishing your stock? There wasn't a national this year. Was that any kind of a setback or is that minor for the level that you're doing? You know what I buy at the national. It's pallets. Oh, I know. It's boots. And I didn't even miss it. It's the amount of stuff that comes to us now. Ryan, he goes by the buying machine, basically. And 
it's staggering what comes in here in the course of a day. We bought three rookie autograph Luka Doncic cards today over the counter. And it was like, it's, this is a card show, Jim. This to us is the national. And what we present, the vibe, the selection, we don't need to go anywhere. And if the national was next week, I probably wouldn't go. I don't think there's a need. I can't take a half a day off here. It's hard for me to get in the car and go get us lunch. That's how busy and frantic it is here. So I frankly don't need the national. Two things. Number one, if you were in Dallas, we would make sure lunch was delivered to you. There are services that do that. And uh, basically every dealer's fantasy is that there's a national and you're the only dealer. Yeah. And you have uh, such a, a, a broad inventory that uh, you can satisfy an awful lot of the customers. Yeah, you know, I think our biggest point of emphasis is being the cashier at the casino where, you know, literally you can get liquid with almost anything. And that's always been our thing. But now with the market and how crazy it is, and don't get me wrong, but the price guides don't really reflect the actual market. And we're on top of it. And Ryan can spend 50, 60K on a Wednesday with really not even thinking twice about it in the store. And people travel from distance. And I think what people really enjoy is having store credit here, bringing in something. Here's $800 of candy. Now go ahead and do your business here. Like I said, I I don't have to go anywhere because it it seemingly all comes here now. And I I would go to Dallas simply to go to dinner with you. That would be my main motivation was just to have a longer conversation with you, John. Are you saying that people walk in your store with a satchel full of cards and say, what will you give me for this? And then you calibrate it up pretty quickly if it's organized very well. And mm-hmm. then say, that's $800. And they say, show me this because I want to buy more than $800 worth of cards from you. So it's it's a glorified trade? Yeah, it's we offer cash. We offer about 10% more for store credit. We bought a 52 Jackie Robinson this morning. It's just silly. And we've always had a reputation for singles. But this market from 2020 took our reputation next level. And we've made a lot of changes in here. And I was limited what I could do with my father, who was my partner for years, not a card guy, business guy. I bring in my son and he's like a, a clone, but he's smarter. <laughs> and I have him on board and I'm able to do things I never dreamed of doing, both from the retail standpoint and the online standpoint. We just launched BurbankCards.com and it's been tremendous for us. Our marketplace store is wonderful, but it still looks like 2002. And we needed something that integrated social media, had a look that was current and we could get cards up quickly with. We've had a number of initiatives with the store this year. And next year, we have initiatives that really come down to being able to open things up. And I'm really excited about that. I just point out reasons why we both miss our mutual friend, Mark Harwell, who was wonderful to brainstorm about the future of technology and where things were going. But but I, I know you're getting good advice and I, I'm trying to get good advice on, on where the hobby's heading. My feeling is that a person's best local card shop is the one that's closest to their house, if, as long as it's reputable and all that. And the second best might be Burbank. And that's the position you're in, is that nothing beats walking into a card shop and having a friendly conversation and, and being around your tribe. But other than that, you've got an awful lot of cards there, most likely pretty much everything that the person would want. And uh, if they're going to do any kind of a virtual experience, you're going to pop up pretty quickly. Have you made it so it's hands-free? To where if people want to order from you, they don't really have to talk to a person. Rare that they need to talk to a person. We got 40 million cards back here. Don't need to talk to me. And that's on our BurbankSportsCards.com site. We like talking to people, but we also don't have the time to talk to everybody. So we have that experience. 
both our sites have in-store pickup and shipping options. I want to backtrack to something you were just saying about card shops, and I've always believed that we need more of them. Yeah. Um, I believe that they're billboards that represent health in the business where it's expanding. We've had three stores open in 2020 within 20 minutes. They're all in Hollywood, which has never had a store before. And I find it tremendous because, A, they're billboards, but, B, they're huge because they've got social media followings. These guys are coming from other industries, and you know that you know a lot of the hype culture, shoe culture, there's a lot of different things coming to our business we've never seen before. And with that comes large followings of people. I'm like, come on, I need more stores like that. Because once they go to you, they're going to find me. So it's all about making the pie bigger, Jim, and me being able to take a bigger slice. So well, I find that fascinating. I totally agree. I mentioned this yesterday with Mike Fruitman, is that basically this is a hobby that's turned into an industry that breaks the rule of uh, a zero-sum game. That the more players that come in, the more promotion, and you're just completely affirming and ratifying that it's not pure competition. It's other members of the fraternity coming in and building a bigger pie. Sure. So I agree, is that the more buzz about our industry, the better you're going to do. In fact, it's like the better PSA does. Is that taking money out of BGS's pocket? I'm not so sure. I think, yeah. you know, there's a, a rising tide that we've had in 2020, and I think it's going to continue in 2021. Super exciting, Jim. I do my morning videos on my Instagram at Burbank Cards. And one of the things I talk about a lot right now is disruption. That is the key word. And PSA just got sold. People come to me, what company can I buy in the industry right now? I've got this much money. I've got friends, deep pockets. Is Beckett for sale? There's a conversation I had last week. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. We could find out. Let me but, just take this. I want to be very vocal about this. I am personally not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be bought uh, <laughs> by my former company. Again, when you get into these outrageous valuations and, and way above perceived market, anything's up for grabs. Sure. You know, sure. make an offer. What's your budget? What? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, these... I, yeah. but I am personally not for sale. Just it's you. staggering. We've had multiple conversations back in the warehouse here with guys that have these visions and they look at this industry as being archaic and on the ground floor. And they see 2021, they see 2022, they see technology coming in and they see opportunities that were never there before. And I find that fascinating because this industry is going to look totally different in 18 months. And I want to be at the forefront of what's going on. And I just find the whole thing fascinating in my business. My most exciting thing is having my son involved. And I know Ryan well, and that gives me a lot of runway to do things that as a 50 something, when you sold the company at about my age, that. There's only so much you can do at a certain age. I've got someone that's 30 years younger that I don't have to worry about things that's going to be in good hands going forward. And he's got big plans, so I'm excited. Basically, you've built a great thing. And I have high hopes from what I've seen of Ryan that he's going to uh, add to that the luster. But it is frankly easier to extend a brand than to build a brand from scratch. And I think that's what some of these private equity and venture investors are looking at our category. And they're seeing there's some well-established brands and they may want to acquire them because competing with Burbank, just to pick one, I think you'd, it would take a while if you could even do it. And same thing with some of the other noted brands. So I think uh, mergers and acquisitions in 2021, I don't know that it's going to be the order of the day because there aren't that many prime brands, but there are uh, several out there that uh, if people are going to come knocking on the door because there's just too much money chasing too few opportunities in our industry. The, the smart put, money is not necessarily just buying cards. They're thinking, I want to I want to get uh, involved in the infrastructure of this growing industry. I can see in the near future, 
things just being stacked up at Amazon fulfillment centers and someone just taking the lion's share of product and be able to move it that way. There's just so many things that run through my mind that it's going to be good or bad to people. I just view it as different and that you need to adjust to whatever this future is going to look like. Like I say, I don't think it's a zero sum game. I think Amazon's gain is not eBay's loss necessarily. I think there's some cross fertilization and the percentage of mind share that our industry is garnering now in the traditional and social media is up a couple hundred percent. (laughs) And so 2021 doesn't even need to keep going, but I think it will. Most things you've got to grow or you're going to get stagnant. And right now it sure looks like 2021 is going to be a growth year. So the hobby is going to get younger. It's going to get more tech savvy. And it's going to scale in a way that I, I believe to be healthy. So really great thoughts for 2021 and beyond. And so you're projecting a, another double-digit increase for 2021 for you. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, my hands have been tied for most of the year. I was dark for 10 weeks. I can't allow more than 8 to 10 people in a store that holds 30 to 40 people. I can't do any kind of events. I can't do a trade night. I can't do a promotion that brings people into my store. And if anything, I have to do things to keep people out of my store. I don't like lines out of my store. It's crazy. Once those shackles are off, Jim, all bets are off. We're going to grow this to a scale we've never seen before. I certainly hope that you prosper in in California, but I know you would in Texas. (laughs) I'll keep it in the back of my mind, Jim, and uh, maybe you can bring it up to Sally. Um, I know she doesn't (laughs) want to hear it from me. When you come out here finally and um, we can have a dinner out here, you can speak to her. Thanks, Rob. Next dinner we'll have, I think, will be a virtual dinner that that we'll share like we did last uh, January with uh, some fun guys in our industry and uh, bat some of this stuff around because I think we learn from each other. A lot of people have learned from you. You've been gracious about sharing. Your success formula is start with hard work, throw in some organization, throw in some more hard work, (laughs) throw in some passion, and then you're an overnight success. (laughs) Hey, as long as you're cooking also, I'll be there for the dinner. And you make some good barbecue, my friend. Okay. so I look forward to it, my friend. Burbank Sports Cards, thank you so much. Uh, Keep up the great work. And uh, listeners and uh, fans and collectors of Burbank, follow Rob on Instagram. And I'll be right here tomorrow with another episode. The man in the house of cards. The man in the house.